Hey guys, on this episode, I get to sit down with the wonderful Katie Voglio, Marketing and Media Manager for the Palm Springs Animal Shelter. Check it out. So you you work at the animal shelter. Um, how long have you been there? I started volunteering in 2017. So I didn't initially work there. Okay, so you're just volunteering. Yeah, I was volunteering. I had moved into town, and I had no friends. I didn't know anyone, and I said... Where are you coming from? Uh, or I was coming from North Carolina at the mm-hmm. time. Okay. Uh, my husband's in the military, so we got okay. stationed out here, and I went, oof, this is <laughs> this is different. <laughs> so did you guys get stationed up here in 29 Palms? In 29 Palms, right, and I work. Um, it's me and him, and mm-hmm. I, I'm a worker, like... I'm not... You can't stay still. No. So I said, listen, we need to be in between. So um, Yucca Valley's in between. We moved to Yucca mm-hmm. and he would drive to the base and I was headed out here. But um, when we, when I first moved out here, I couldn't really identify a job. Um, so... And then you're trying to fit in too, right? You're like trying to figure out like... What's the scene? Right, right. What's the scene? You know, I was living in a beach town in North Carolina. So literally this was the polar opposite of that. Wow, I can't, I can't even imagine a, such a different world, you know. And before that, I moved down from New York, so I moved from the northeast to the south, across to the desert. So you've, was, you've been picking up a little bit of accents from all over. The all place. over. I mean, <laughs> when I go home, the New York comes out a little more, and things uh-huh. get a little, uh, a little, <laughs> a little deeper. But and then yeah. in the south, I started picking up an accent, and then out here, I think it all kind of melds together, and you just. I don't know. You you figure out how to fit in. But you that, that makes you cultured though. Yeah. Do they call you like Cali girl now? You go back? No. 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 no like- I I go visit my family <laughs> and they greet me with bagels and pasta uh, and it, it feels good to be home when I get uh, there. Yeah. So you got into the the Palm Springs Animal Shelter as a volunteer and um, did how they greet you? How did they, they bring you in? Were they is very receptive to? Yeah. The energy you were bringing in? Yeah, I I think I was younger than the normal person that Mm. goes to volunteer there. Yeah, Um, I noticed that. For for sure. I, um, it took me a minute to figure Palm Springs out. I kind of got my grip on Yucca Valley. Oh, and then, but it's still a different world. So you know? different. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a lot of people who were retired and mm-hmm. they were looking to do things with their time that was constructive, which I totally respect. And, um, I was looking to do things with my time that was constructive, mm-hmm. but it was because I was in between jobs and trying to figure out where to fit in and where to look for a job. So um, you, you went to school, um, you went to a university Mm -hmm. yeah you got a i have a degree a degree Uh, in uh, art management oh there it is yeah so um i actually went to community college first Mm -hmm. got a two-year degree i didn't want student loans yeah um so i lived at home i commuted to school and um then once i got my um, associate's degree in new york you get automatic acceptance into any state university which is totally cool um i had the grades to get in either way but um I chose to go to an art school. It's mm-hmm. called SUNY New Paltz. It's up in the mountains. And again, I just didn't want to take on the debt. So I was driving there from my house where I grew up about an hour north of New York City. Uh-huh. And um, I was going f- to be an art teacher. And oh. um, I kind of got into that and into the art classes. And mm-hmm. I think, well, I showed up 10 minutes early for this. So I'm chronically early you know, I really expect a lot from people and yeah. I, and I got to that art school and, um, kids were late to class. 
not kids, we're adults, right? You're, right. you're 18, 19, 20, 22. And I'm like, wait, I can commute 45 minutes and make it here and start on time. Mm. So they weren't, you felt like the environment wasn't meeting you. It wasn't me. This, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I loved it though. I loved the hiking mm-hmm. and the rock climbing and all, everything that is that part of New York mm-hmm. totally spoke to my soul, but the curriculum and the people were not what I was looking for. So I applied to a school. It's called SUNY Purchase. It's in Westchester. Westchester, New York is mm-hmm. real fancy. Like nice. that's where um, everyone moves out of New York City once they have enough money. And um, if you've made it, you've gone there. You've gone there. You take uh, you you take the uh, the train in. Is it too loud? No, no, no. You're good. You're fine. It was falling. Um, so you take the train uh-huh. into work. Um, it's it's just big houses and mm. a lot, a lot of money. So um, there's a really cool conservatory college got there, went and applied to be um, an intern at the art museum. And it's the Newberger Museum of Art. It was founded by. Oh, I've heard of that. Have yeah. you? Yeah. yeah so it was fra- founded by Roy R. Newberger, who mm. is an old, old man who founded Newberger Berman, one of the original banks in New York City. And um him and one of the uh, governors of New York mm-hmm. made a deal that uh, Roy could collect the art. And his whole thing, he thought it was so sad that Van Gogh died before he sold a piece of art. Right, yeah. That he like he couldn't stand for that. Mm-hmm. So he bought art to make people famous, like to make artists make it. Oh, right. So on. like Rothko and Pollock and all of these painters. He put them on. He put them on. He was like, I- I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. and we're going to make something of them. So his collection is massive and enormous and groundbreaking, and that's what I got to walk into to work when I was an intern there. Every day you walk up the stairs greeted by these like incredible works of art that you don't see anywhere oh, else. That's awesome. It was great. And then you know, you're doing these house tours of penthouses in New York City where there's pieces that have never touched a museum pieces that museums haven't seen I got to go to Roy's apartment in the Pierre Hotel and it was just to be 21 and doing that was like cool so would something like that here in the desert like attract you to maybe shoot for that out here I definitely looked into the Palm Springs Art Museum when I when I moved out here I was like oh maybe I'll get back into art I've been in the south for a while um the south had very little to offer me Mm -hmm. to be honest um I'm losing this you can, you can, my head up you, if you can, like, if there you, we go. if you, pull. okay. Oh, sorry. Um, there we go. There we go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it um. looks good. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Um, so the South had very little offer. I'll be straight up about it. It's, it's cause, but you're also like comparing what you started with. For like, sure. Yeah, I was like coming in hot, mm. right? I was living a dream and I fell in love and yeah. followed that. And it just so happens that love was in the South and um, that was less than (laughs) ideal. But you know what? I made it work. Like, I wasn't going to let it bring me down. I made the best of my situation Mm. and I love building things. I love building businesses. I helped someone open a gym. I helped another person. Well, then I moved on and um, helped a real estate agent build his his agency. And then um, I worked in uh, restaurants for a while. And so you like to see stuff come from nothing to like to fruition. Yeah, I love building people's ideas and it doesn't necessarily have to be my idea. Like I totally get when people want to make something better. Right. So with the with that being said, in the Palm Springs um animal shelter, you've 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 been handling their marketing department marketing for and how, media. for how long? 
Um, since 2019, January 2019. Because okay. I have noticed a difference since you took cool. took it on. You know, it's it's kind of changing that. Um, uh, I guess stereotypes or like stigmas that it that you know Palm Springs is very high end. Like, who walks into these places? Um, it's not tar- It wasn't targeted for you know all of all the ages. Um, and you're making it seem like everybody's welcome yeah and i think when we first met when you mm-hmm. came for a tour of the shelter you said you know i've i've driven by here so many times and it yeah. seems so big and shiny yeah and it it's a cool building it is big and shiny but it's also approachable yeah. like the services we're offering are approachable mm-hmm. and that's really something that um we've worked on it's hard because sometimes I want to say me and sometimes I want to say we because really I'm doing it for an organization. There's yeah. 42 employees there that are all working towards the same goal. Oh, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, we doctor. Have a, yeah, right. we have a full-time vet. We have a full-time veterinary staff. Mm-hmm. We have a front-end staff. We have um, people who take care of the animals every day. Like there, It's such a multifaceted organization. And um, did, what, what, like, what does your job entail? A little, uh, a little, I think a little bit of everything. Of everything, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're in there, you're, you're, you're elbows deep with everybody helping them, yeah. even walking the dogs and stuff. Yeah, I think if you can't understand what you're, mar- like if you don't have, if you're not knees mm-hmm. deep in what you're marketing, yeah. then you're probably not getting it. Yeah. You have to get it to, to speak about it. Right, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and I, and with animals especially you know the one amazing thing is that you definitely don't have a good day every day Mm -hmm. um and you definitely don't get along with everyone every day but at the end of the day everyone in that place um is doing what they're doing for the same reason like we are helping animals first and foremost Mm -hmm. we're finding them homes we're making sure they're healthy and then we're also helping the community so that it helps the animals of the community right like there's definitely a human piece to it definitely especially because a lot of these animals come from homes that can't take care of them anymore yeah so we have to bridge that that gap of like misunderstanding or misinformation Mm -hmm. to have people relate to other people that can't take care of them so that they might step in and you know, take care of some animals. Totally hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. I think one of the big shifts we've really, um, really tried to make over the past few years, especially is that, um, I think one of the, the best, biggest misnomers Mm -hmm. is like someone, everyone's very critical. Yeah. Um, and the internet makes people even more critical and you see all of these people, if I post an animal or say, you know, the family could no longer keep it or they moved somewhere that had a restriction that prevented them from keeping their animal, mm-hmm. you know, you have this gravy train of people being yeah. like, I'd live in a car before I gave up my dog. But there's so much more to it than that. That person was crying at the intake window, giving up their their animal. Yeah. You know, that person um, had to make this choice. This person couldn't live in their car because they had kids, mm-hmm. you know. And I think when you start taking into account that there's more to the story than they just couldn't keep their animal. Yeah. You really, um, you strive to make it so that doesn't happen. Right. You were, you were giving me a tour and, and these, there's, um, these rows of, of dogs and some, excuse me. And some of these dogs, you were kind of giving me their backstory. And some of these dogs are from people that, um, just couldn't keep their dog, whether they are homeless or, um, they just had, you know, a turn of events and kind of t- took their dog away from them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think 
things happen. Mm. And um, I don't always have the most most compassion for people. I think I definitely relate to animals better. Okay. Um, but I this job, and I was in rescue before I got to Palm Springs Animal mm. Shelter. That was the one good thing I took out of the South was getting into the world of rescue, animal rescue. And um, I think you, you have to strip away that, um, you know, humans aren't trying to do the worst and there are bad people but for the most part really the human (laughs) humans have come around to loving their pets like the dog isn't just something that's there it's part of the family yeah yeah it's integrated in before we get into more of the rescue part because i really want to get into that um, because you had a a cool story about um before we get into that okay (laughs) I, i wanted to ask you about the shelter um, when was it founded? Um, so Palms, the city of Palm Springs, mm-hmm. it's the city of Palm Springs animal shelter. So Riverside County has their own shelters. Okay. It's a network of shelters and that's controlled by the county. Palm Springs, city of Palm Springs had a very old shelter that, okay. um, uh, many people in Palm Springs, including many of the board members that still oversee our shelter, um, they helped to raise the funds to build a new shelter. Um, I've seen pictures of the old one. It was a very classic animal shelter, mm-hmm. brick, cement, not a whole lot happening, yeah. you know, um, for the mental well-being of the animals. And um, I believe they raised about six million dollars to help fund this new building. And so in 2000, I think this is, so this is our 10 year anniversary. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this year's our 10 year anniversary, which is super exciting. Yeah. It's Um, cool. Cause I, uh, I guess I'd like to point out that uh, there's signs outside, right? By all the, the outdoor kennels Mm -hmm. where you, all the sponsors, right? Yes. So maybe we can advocate for more funds to go in and and change you know put put some money back into it and get some life back into the um some young some young life back into volunteering into these shelters because these animals need all the love that they can get yeah and it takes a lot of energy right it does i was exhausted (laughs) by looking at there's so much commotion going on from from the operating rooms to the dogs coming in or the dogs um they're getting like rehab or they're they're in their own little things you got cats over here uh all the the washing of all the the sheets and the toys (laughs) and the bowls and all the food is it's intense Uh, it's so funny i gave another tour this past week and um they were the the person and i guess when you you work in it and you live in it and you're used to this mm-hmm. like i'm a little jaded like i'm i'm used to that chaos yeah. right it's like controlled chaos and i guess when you're not used to that mm-hmm. and the smells and and yeah. you're smelling things and they're not sm- usual smells it's like an animal shelter smell yeah. that i smell every day mm-hmm. and um i walked him around and he was like my head spinning like there is so much going on here and i was like really it's like cr- <laughs> people so many people are like crossing by and behind you and doing all this stuff the amount of food that goes out of there every day is is incredible a lot yeah um and we buy our food i think that's something mm-hmm. that people don't realize is that um you know we buy all the food for our dogs is to keep them on a steady or uh, dogs and cats to keep the animals on a steady diet so you deal with less gi issues that's mm-hmm. not really glamorous but that's the truth and then we actually take all the donated food that people drop off mm-hmm. and we use that for a pet food bank oh, so to okay. circle back to keeping pets in their homes 
Right um, on. You know, you if you there's no reason that you should give up your pet because you can't feed it. That is such an easy fix, mm-hmm. right? You have to identify these easy fixes mm-hmm. in your community yeah. to keep animals out of the shelter. There, is there a lot of um, voluntary, uh, like people dropping off food? Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually like um, an indirect way to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Is um, if you work at a hotel in town, if you, you know, anywhere really. If you're a teacher, if you want to do a drive, mm-hmm. like a sheet drive, a toy oh, drive, yeah, yeah. it's it's so there's so many ways to help. And volunteering doesn't necessarily mean walking a dog or petting a cat. There's just indirect ways that you can help. Yeah, that's true. I think in your community, I think people's their light doesn't turn on because Mm -hmm. they don't they don't know whether they're able to just put together some type of drive and like go and drop it off. For sure, there's a big blue box right outside the front door, and you chuck it in that, and and away you go. Like that's easy peasy. Like blankets, food, anything Anything. that's like toys. Yeah, anything, anything you can think of. Um, you know, Chewy, the big pet Amazon kind Mm -hmm. of they have a really great program that if you order the wrong thing or your pet doesn't like your um, food that you order they say bring it to the nearest shelter so if that ever happens you know just drop it in the box and we see so many donations that way and we appreciate big companies that recognize the need of smaller um, you know the little guy like they're not you know yeah big corporations not ideal but it's so great that big corporations are at least trying right we'll we'll take every Mm -hmm. win we can get and and we get a lot of donations that way too so it's there's just so many different things Mm, yeah do do the the do vets go in and and donate their time too or yeah um uh, we we mostly pay our vets so we want to pay you we want to pay the people Mm. that need to be paid so you know you're a veterinarian um, you have gone to medical school, basically. Yeah. Um, there's actually a veterinary shortage. So anyone that is thinking of going into the veterinary field, yeah. like hands down, do it. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we can never have enough vets that want to help us, but also, um, we'll do, I, I talked to you about trap, neuter, return. So oh, yeah, the I was cats, about to ask you that the community cats, you know, it's hot in the desert. Cats multiply here. They have tons of babies and I'm sure everyone that has lived here long enough has seen the number of cats all over the place, all over the place. <laughs> I have not experienced this before mm-hmm. because I'm from the North and this was just not something I knew existed. So I've learned a lot about it since being at the shelter and it's a humongous program. We got a really amazing grant, um, about four or five years ago that helped us really spearhead an initiative to get this problem under control because it is an overpopulation problem and cats are hunters and if they're surviving in the wild they're really going after that indigenous wildlife and they can kind of devastate some type of you know if the colony gets big enough yeah yeah, totally and that's not what we want so um How, how do you guys um keep track of the cat do you guys yeah. Tag them so, or anything. So uh, if you now look at the cats that you see out and about, if they're missing a little piece of their ear, mm-hmm. the top tip of their ear, that's actually an international um, sign, sign of of the cat has been through a TNR program. Okay. Um, so they can no longer have babies. So what, what's a TNI? Trap, neuter, release. Oh, okay. So, TNR. Yeah. Oh. TNR. Uh-huh. Um, so 
we have people who grab traps on a Friday mm-hmm. and they're just, they're humane traps. You put some food in it, the cat goes in, the thing slams, it's stuck. Mm-hmm. And they bring the cat in on a Friday night. We number all the cages. It's like an assembly line, like at a factory. And it's wild. Like they do 50 cats a weekend consistently. Jesus. So um, From all over the valley? From all over the valley. They go out to Indio. They go out to Coachella. So um, your, your jurisdiction doesn't just stay within palm springs it's all riverside county well certain things okay so like the tnr program we definitely have the capacity and the system in place to service that okay um so we work with trappers across the valley Mm -hmm. and um so that does kind of spread the valley um but in theory um and in our ordinances we should only take animals from palm springs Mm -hmm. we have gotten better about our adoption numbers we've Mm -hmm. gotten better about um, re- reuniting and stray animals with their owners. Um, so is there other uh, shelters yeah. around here in the desert? Like every city has a shelter? Not every city. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, you're going to go to Coachella Valley Animal Campus, which is in Thousand Palms. Okay. Um, right next to Animal Samaritans, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's... that's right, right up where the industrial yeah. centers. Yeah. So there, there are shelters there as well. Mm-hmm. They're definitely a higher volume. Um, it's... Uh, I don't like saying it's a kill shelter because it's not. They are doing their best to place animals with rescues to um, to not have to do that. And actually, the TNR program has really helped their live release numbers is what it's called. Um, Feral cats can't be adopted out They're They're wild. If Mm -hmm. you've run into a feral cat, you're like, no, thanks. (laughs) But they're an amazing animal in and of themselves. Um, But and in the right environment, they they do their part right within the ecosystem. Totally. Like if if I had some cats here, I'd take care of some squirrels. Right. You take care of some squirrels, some mice, some rats like they they they're working animals. Yeah. Like they're working to live. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not looking for your affection. They're living. Yeah, um, living out. In Where's the, the biggest like um, amount of cats like out here like that are like you have a we, cat uh, problem? I I don't know if it's necessarily like a central location as much as it's like we've done um, really great work in the Santiago mobile mobile home park. Okay, um, we've worked a lot with their residents and did um, they have an over overflow for sure? Um, yeah. A lot of mobile home parks do. Um, just because two cats turns into six turns into like quick 36. Yeah. Cause they it, never stop. Right. They're right. like bunnies. Right. And it's like three times a year they can have a litter. So if you're having an average of six, three times a year, one cat can just, Jeez. Oof, it's taken off. So, um, we've worked really hard to mm-hmm. kind of get that under control. And we have, um, volunteers who go and feed the feral cats at that mobile home community every night of the week. How many cats do you guys do a year uh, estimate? We or do about 50, 50,000, no 50 a weekend. 50, oh, okay. So if there's so 52 the weeks math. in the year, I'm yeah. not a good math. I'm yeah. not good at math. So I'm not going to throw a number out. We have, we've spayed and neutered and released over 10,000, way over 10,000 cats into the community. Um, since we got that grant about four or five years ago, oh, wow. we're probably closer to like 15,000. I would, I would venture to say about 15,000 now. Okay. Yeah. So it's still a lot of uh, cats. It's a lot. Yeah. And, and to get a cat, a feral cat population under control, it, it's like something like 80% have to be fixed. So you really need to work at it. Yeah. Just so, have a whole team running yeah. around. But again, that's somewhere to volunteer, right? Like I guess it's a lot of people are like, well, I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And 
setting up a trap, like you identifying where there's a cat that doesn't have an ear tip and coming and grabbing a trap from us and oh, setting so it up and bringing do- in, you could totally do that. Oh. And you're helping us. Like Sweet. we don't have enough hands on um, people mm-hmm. to be like setting traps all over the Coachella Valley. So if you identify these problems, like we're here to help you. And I think that's what mm-hmm. I've been trying to get through, through our social media and through the website and just into the community is that we, like the Palm Springs animal shelter is here to help not just the people of Palm Springs, but mm. really the pets and people of the Coachella Valley. So as you walk into the, the shelter, your office is directly to right in, as you straight ahead, right? I'm in the store. <laughs> Pe- oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You are, you are in the store. So people can go in there and, and chop it up with you and talk about all this stuff yeah for sure i'm i i love talking like i love talking to new people mm-hmm. i think that's why i've done okay moving so much yeah because i it's hard you know i you guys have like locals right mm-hmm. and i grew up like i went from never moving to moving tons and i grew up in the same house in the same town for 20 years or 19 years yeah. in, in new york i knew everyone i went to school with people from kindergarten through 12th grade then i went to college and they were there too like i totally get yeah. local yeah and i love local but mm. like i want to be i don't need to be the local but like i want to be in with the locals right. and i want to understand your local mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. because it's strong and it's like cool and yeah thank you yeah Yeah, we try to make it so that everybody everybody's striving for for you know to to be better yeah if we're we we're always calling each other out to like step up their game and stuff like that yeah yeah it's really nice and and um i you were you were dropping names the other day and and i was like oh you are you are on game (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's like um the consummate like marketer slash fundraiser right. and i learned that in call like i learned that in college mm-hmm. is like um i didn't live on campus so i had to get to know people to understand the culture of the campus yeah. and i had to get to know the people in my class like i couldn't just sit there listening to the professor like i needed to like spark up a conversation five minutes before class to like kind of get the vibe and like right. understand people so and you. same thing with working at the museum like these were definitely an older crowd with a ton of money and that's not that wasn't me at 21 it's still it's still not me um but at 21 like what did I have in relation with you know Mrs. Smith who has a gajillion dollars and is like here's my check could you file it and I was like sure so you know you have to like you (laughs) you gotta like find that level but I think you're you're experienced enough to like dance with everybody I guess that's for lack of a I better try. word. I'm not a great dancer, but, <laughs> but no, but no, I like, like, I like eating at local places mm-hmm. and, and meeting people like you. Cause you're trying to do like good things in your community. Thank and, you. And yeah. Like, I am. Yeah. And, and I and think so everyone, are you. That's, you're playing your part. You trying. Know? And, and I'm trying to highlight that. Um, and this is a horrible transition, but uh, we were, you we were talking about rescue and you were talking about the, the parks, the, the trailer parks. And um, I wanted to go into that story about the dogs where the dog had a litter underneath the, what was it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, that kind of like stuck with me because um, you did a, a lot of rescue for, for, for a while, right? Where was this yeah. at? Um, so when I was in North Carolina, mm-hmm. I was kind of not working at a job I liked, not really doing anything I liked. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not a beach person. Like I'd go to the beach so, for ten minutes. So North Carolina, there's there's a on the east coast. There's a beach. Yeah, the whole the whole the side, whole right? coast. Yeah, right. the whole coast. So we were um, out by a beach called Topsail Island. It's a 26 mile long barrier island is that a cold beach like the no whole, it's it, beautiful it, yeah honestly oh, like man. usa top 10 beach really it, yeah it's so beautiful North and Carolina. you're not a beach person no i was I like don't. i mean it's i get the the beauty of it is it because it's salty or like humid? there's a lot of sand my yeah oh. humidity it's like and then you know my husband's from florida and right. he's a total beach person mm-hmm. so i'm like oh i'm hot can we go like <laughs> i don't know it's just but whatever it works so right. you know that that being i wasn't about i didn't want to learn to surf i learned mm-hmm. to paddleboard like i found the things that i liked but it right. wasn't like speaking to me and so um i moved out mm-hmm. um in with my then boyfriend and um i had a bernie's mountain dog like this beautiful purebred wow. show dog mm-hmm. he was a show dog and um that was my deal with my parents is that that really was my dog and i went back up to new york from north uh-huh. carolina grabbed him and brought him back and i said this is the package deal and um when he they don't live very long yeah so um when he passed away or i i rescued my first dog um like two years after moving down there mm-hmm. and um in new york you didn't really have to rescue dogs there there weren't pound like there weren't shelters there weren't pounds there weren't rescues mm-hmm. um you bought your dog and then i moved down there and there were just the treatment of animals is a lot different in the south they're very much property there's hunting dogs never knew what a hunting dog was there's hunting dogs um they're living out in pens in the backyard so many of them but there's a lot of ticks and a lot of fleas and a lot of things and so um the shelters are totally overrun and so i rescued a dog i rescued a cute little lab mix and it was great and that was kind of my first step into it and then, um, so you went in and you did the whole walkthrough and like, I actually oh. got him from a rescue and I met them in a Petco parking lot. Oh, really? And they said, here's your dog. And I went, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. So, um, I got him and he was great. And then my big dog passed away and that was heartbreaking. And, um, my dog, my other dog was actually depressed. So I really? said, you know, I'm not ready to get a new dog, to mm-hmm. adopt a new dog. Maybe I can foster. Okay. So I started fostering dogs. Is that a possibility here too? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have a full foster program. A lot of times it's kittens and puppies, which not a bad gig. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's free. We provide you with everything, the food, the litter, the whatever they need, right? the medical care. You bring it in. We take care of it. Yeah. So it's for sure an option here too. So you went and you got your foster dog. Did they give you the same, you know, uh, like ability to do all that no it was such a learning curve and oh, okay. i think that's what the south provided me was this learning curve i got it from someone it was a facebook thing they were like this dog's going to the kill shelter if someone doesn't foster it tonight uh, so i was like okay so i met someone in another parking lot grabbed that dog its name was sweet pea and um it was pitbull uh-huh. um and it was the cutest it had fleas i had to take it to my vet they weren't giving me support they really? didn't really tell me a whole lot about her mm-hmm. um but she was great and um one of my friends from new york was like hey i want that dog that's my dog and i was like cool i actually had a neighbor that was going to new york center up and i was like wow i did such a good thing hey that that was like the first time that was doing that yeah and it felt good letting her go which i think is what worries people the most Mm -hmm. but i was like i found her a good home but then two weeks later she kind of ate their cat and i was like oh shit i'm 12 hours away 
So, hey, but she said that was her dog. So, well, so my brother, my dad, and my brother went and grabbed the dog uh-huh. because they were like, we can't keep her. Oh man! So I was like, oh god, this is bad. And this is where I started learning. Okay. I had no support. Like they didn't tell me she didn't like cats. I didn't know she didn't like cats because I don't have cats. Mm-hmm. So my brother actually wound up adopting her, okay. and he still has her. Her name's Lola now. Oh, nice. Um, but that was step one of like learning mm-hmm. and getting into the field. And then I found a better organization and they had their shit together okay and i was like oh my god this is how like things should work and you know that was like what opened my eyes and in north carolina i was driving and doing dog assessments and pulling animals off of tables that were about to be euthanized and like the south is some like real deal like animal welfare like a little more like is a little more nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really learned a lot through that pit bull rescue. Like I learned a lot about dogs. I learned a lot about them being individuals, just like people. Okay. I learned a lot about like what to look for when you're matching animals with a new home. Yeah. Cause that's very important, right? For you sure. can't just, you can't just be like, Oh yeah, here's a hundred pound dog for like a 90 year old lady. Like, right. Can't be doing that. And and, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's not going to work out well, right? Yeah, someone's going to have a broken head. Right. So um, I think it's a lot about like um, people think they know what they want. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of use my marketing brain. And okay. it's convincing people to like trust you as the expert. Yeah, just like a designer when people are like, hey, I want this. And I'm like, what? Let me draw something up for you. And then they're like, this is exactly what I wanted. And I'm like, and it's exactly the opposite of what uh, they asked yeah. for. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. You're yeah. completely right. So I think, um, being there taught me how to like own the knowledge, mm-hmm. own the experience and take it with you. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's how I got into rescue. And then when I got here, I was helping with photo shoots and walking dogs. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I fit in at first when I started volunteering at Palm Springs animal shelter and you know, shelters are different than rescues mm-hmm. and I didn't really have my feet in the shelter world yet. So I wanted to learn first. So what's the difference between both of them? So a rescue is run by people like you and me, like uh, we okay. could start a rescue and we oh, could really? pull animals out of a shelter. So like LA still has really high, mm-hmm. um, euthanasia rates or, um, down by Calexico. Um, really high euthanasia rates, really high stray rates. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's identifying places where you want to help and you start pulling those animals out of those shelters, which, so you're giving, um, you take one out, you're freeing up a space for another. So it's kind of, you're saving two dogs and then you find it a home and now you're, so here's one, now you get another, another. So it's this like round robin um, kind of self-feeding system, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, so I had to kind of get used to how a shelter operates. You know, they had a, like you said, we have a full medical team. There's processes and procedures and best practices, shelter best practices that when I was at the rescue, we were foster based. So there was no building. We just had people who opened their homes to animals across the state. Dang. So it's totally different. Mm -hmm. So I spent, you know, from the end of 2017 until through 2018, kind of learning about, about Palm Springs animal shelter and what they were doing and what their goals were and how I could help and keep helping different ways. And eventually, um, they hired on a new executive director who Mm -hmm. really had a, had a vision and was working really well with our board of directors. And that was in sync with what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important. I also really liked that the president of the board was a woman and they just hired on a female executive director nice. and, um, our development 
uh, director was a woman and okay. I just thought that was cool. Like yeah. you don't always get to work for really like, like minded, powerful women. Yeah. Um, so that drew me to it. And I think it was me volunteering. There was just as much me kind of auditioning mm -hmm. for them as it gave me the opportunity to like scope them out. Okay. Um, so it was a mutual thing. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, kind of everything lined up at the right place in the right time and and i was able to apply be, for, be, apply, for apply the, and be hired yeah sweet yeah. i i think what i really um admire about what what like about you is sharing knowledge like yeah. you have right now you drop so much information mm -hmm. but you should don't shy away from it and one of the things that i've been learning a lot about this podcast is like if i hold on to knowledge just stays with me mm -hmm. and it doesn't really help anybody because it's not going anywhere right and so with this podcast it's like we're kind of amplifying your voice and and getting people to just to hear some things that are like for instance the whole like oh you can go get a cage and, and catch a cat like <laughs> i didn't know that right and maybe my, our listeners gonna be like oh shoot like i'm gonna go do that or or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go do donate some food. Yeah. I, I think that, um, at least for our age, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I grew up and my grandpa donated blood every week. Like, oh, really? And that always stuck in my head that he made that commitment weekly mm -hmm. to do something for someone else. Yeah. And um, so I always looked at volunteering as something that you should do. Yeah. And um, I think it's something that our generation, like, it's not our parents' generation that could buy a, buy a house and, you know, work the one job and and the wife stays home and brings yeah. up the kids. Like, we're busting our asses. Yeah, we're working two jobs. Yeah. And Both. I always did. Yeah. I was always working two jobs. This is the first time at almost 34 that I haven't worked two jobs. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I've made a priority to find time to volunteer. Nice. And it was not a ton of hours a week. Like when I was volunteering at the shelter, mm -hmm. it was maybe once a week if they needed to do a photo shoot. Yeah. And it was like two hours a week to do, to walk dogs. Okay. So it wasn't a, a huge amount of time. And I think people shy away from it. Not just our place. There's so many places to volunteer across the Coachella Valley. Like we're, it's actually Palm Springs itself is one of the most philanthropic cities in the country. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about CV care and I, yeah. I just feel like a fine food bank. Like there's just all of these places doing big things. And if you can find two to three hours a week, like get off Instagram or stop watching TikTok or like that sounds so old person of me, but no, like, no. it's true. It's prioritizing your time to do mm. something better. Mm. And I always found that, um, when I hated my job, when I, um, wasn't happy, I could volunteer and that was what I wanted to do. Like that was, that was the one thing that I got to pick. They weren't paying me to be there, but like it was of my own accord that I got to go there and do what I wanted. It's very fulfilling. Like it's very self, self, like, um, it's very healthy to give back. Yeah. It like, makes you feel good. It's selfish and not selfish all yeah. at the same time. It is. Right? It is. It's <laughs> like, it's like sometimes I'm like, Hmm, what am I doing? What, when I'm doing these podcasts, I'm mm -hmm. like, is this for myself or is this for the listener? Like, cause it, I get, get so much, like I'm learning so much from, yeah. from just sitting here and I'm, I'm gaining a, like a friendship, uh, just camaraderie. Yeah. Like it's super, super cool. Probably not one or the other. Right. I yeah. think, it, I think we can make it okay for it to be both. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I'm totally fine with it being selfish because I was here and um, didn't have any friends and like I found that like companionship through the animals that I was helping, but also I was helping them. Mm-hmm. Like they needed me. They needed me just as much as I needed them. The only reason it works is because it's a positive thing. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't, it just completely totally not work. When you do things for the right intentions, they tend to work out mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent of the time. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I think that's something for people to consider. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be at Palm Springs Animal Shelter. It can be anywhere. Just exactly. It, and I found that rescue kind of helped me narrow down my passion. Mm-hmm. Like in a million years, if I asked 20 year old Katie, where would you be, you know, 12, 13 years from now, I would never have said working at an animal shelter because that just wasn't it. But through kind of identifying what makes me happy through the volunteer work that Mm -hmm. I did. I was able not manifest it, but I was able to narrow down like what jobs I didn't want. Right. Right. So So right now you, you, would you say you're in what Pat, what's your passion or maybe there's something that uh, like, if you want (laughs) to share with us what your next move is. I don't know. Cause right now, right now you're in a sweet spot for sure. But do you see like something in the near future for you? Well, I'm always moving, right? right? So I'm here probably for another year and a half, two years. Okay. Like there's always a ticking time. I always have this like weird uh. ticking time of like how long are you going to be somewhere? So um, I'm taking, I, I think selfishly I take everything I can from the place I'm given for that period of time. You know, that's really, that's a great insight because, um, the way you have it set up is like it's it's a death basically yeah so when you think about if you think about it that way you're gonna shoot and strive to do as much as you can Mm -hmm. with a little bit of time that you have and that's a great way to live and think you have to do it fast yeah like i didn't have time to like hang around (laughs) would would you think it's it's a little stressful or just conquering that whole mentality Cause I'm in that same position. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter's coming mm-hmm. in September. So I have less than a month to kind of just be like, all right, I'm going to unplug and I'm going to focus on this. But the whole time ramping up to this point in time, I've been doing so much yeah. and stuff that I would be like, nah, you wouldn't be able to do that. If somebody told me, Hey, you did this, this, this is, or you're going to do this, this and that. I'm like, no, no way. I can't find the time. I wouldn't be as I work two jobs and yeah. do all this other stuff. And I'm just like, nah. But if you put yourself and your mind into it, you can do you can it. You can get it done. Yeah. I think, and I think I, well, I don't know if it's the New Yorker in me and like that, like. Because out here in in Cali, we're kind of Pacific. We're very relaxed. Really back. You know, very <laughs> chill, you know. And I'm like a thousand miles per hour all the right. time. Like the minute my eyes open in the morning, my feet hit the ground, I'm like going. Like it's hard for me to relax. And I, maybe that helps me with the situation I'm mm. in because I want to like, and I think that's how I f- find my way into communities because mm-hmm. I want to experience your community. Yeah. Right. Like if I don't do it now, mm-hmm. I'm, I might be gone soon. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, uh, you didn't like get any FOMO, fruit. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just making the best use of my time that I have. And then like, it's, I like that you said it's like a death because I very much like move on from places. Mm-hmm. I'm not great at. Um, Me too. Yeah. I graduated uh, Cal State Fullerton 
and I don't miss it one bit. Mm-hmm. I just started thinking about it because of the art show that I did, and I was kind of thinking, mm, what can I do to like incorporate what I learned in school? But the people, the places, mm-hmm. like such a commuter city for me, I was like, I'm like completely high school. Uh, all the other jobs that I've had, like it's the stages of your life, yeah. you know, and yeah. I keep, keep changing that chapter and keep moving forward. And right now this is what's like my chapter and like you're part of it. So it's yeah. kind of, it's really cool. Yeah. People come in and out. Right. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think social media, which mm. is so funny because that's what I do mm. and I love it so oh, yeah, much. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it so much for what it does right. for an organization, but personally, I don't have any social media. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Facebook. I, I only have a Facebook to control the yeah. animal shelters, Facebook. I don't have an Instagram. Like I really make a conscious effort not to let it consume too much of my life because it is all consuming and you're, that's how it's designed. You're pretty busy though too. Like the stuff that you do every day and the things that you do, like you want to be in the moment. You want to be, you know, your job consists of that. Yeah. You don't want to just also do that for your, like just killing time. Yeah. And I like, and I consider myself like an artistic person Mm -hmm. and I, I, it could feed me in a different way, like Mm -hmm. having one for myself, but I just don't have, I don't have the time for it. Like I said, like I made time to prioritize and volunteer. I don't want to make the time and prioritize and make that part of my life, I guess. Maybe down the road when, when, if something, if if you're in a different environment for sure, and you need to connect with, you know, I definitely use it like as a tool to find It's always a tool. It should only be used as a tool. And I think I use it more as a tool. I don't use it as this place to like, um, find friends. Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, you know, I know people have like they join groups and they DM each other. And I'm just like, well, I was just saying that I stopped at the new, the Morongo fruit market mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, so, you shook their hand. You yeah. didn't follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Well, and I did, and I actually did. No, no, but I'm saying it's well, like you, you go, you go above and beyond yeah. to like actually meet the person. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I did reach out to them because the shelter through the mm-hmm. shelter, cause the shelter was doing a silent auction. I thought, how cool would it be if they, you know, had the means to donate yeah. to the auction, but I wanted to make sure like they know who I am and it's not a floating head. And I think the world is so full of like virtual floating heads that it means a lot to like sit down and look at someone and talk to them definitely yeah you, you, i can tell that you do this on a daily like you talk to people you have that skill and it's very sharp and you have you're very witty and you have the <laughs> you have um you have something to talk about you have substance you know yeah. there's substance about you so yeah you know for sure um and you use it as a tool what you yeah. reaching out to the market it was a tool you know to get something out of something um people are like trees people have hanging fruit low hanging fruit or high hanging fruit Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to work hard to get substance from them Mm -hmm. some people just don't have the fruit Mm -hmm. and when you talk to them in person as you can kind of tell like what you know yeah and i think that's how you build your tribe right right that's how you figure out like and and Again, it may not be forever, but mm-hmm. like if you can help each other in that moment, get somewhere greater. Right. And I think that's how I look at the shelter too. Like yeah. Just to bring it full circle is that, you know, we can grow bigger well, sure. and offer more to people. And I think, and, and make sure people understand that and know mm-hmm. that and we're here for them. Like it's such a place to be like, we are here for you. Right. 
use us mm-hmm. like find the fruit that we have for you exactly kind of thing so right now in the summer it's very hot and we have a lot of poor dogs and cats out there what can people do not just walking dogs or coming in and you know petting them or spending time with them but what else can they do during the summer to help um these dogs so these lock- cats because yeah, it's just all, cats all and dogs of, right yeah well you know like four guinea pigs right now <laughs> which a personal favorite like uh-huh. i had guinea pigs when i was younger and they come in i'm like it's like very nostalgic to have those weird little rodents mm-hmm. um but we get snakes sometimes we get birds a lot okay. um so we do have different things you just have to keep your eyes peeled you know on our social media no right um but <laughs> <laughs> um but things you can do i mean um if you're not like uh, if you don't want to be walking the dogs or petting the cats or whatever, but like, there's, there's certain times that you, cause it's so hot right now, you can't really just go put the dogs in pavement, right? Right. Yeah. So we definitely keep them or earlier in the morning. Volunteers come in to help walk them and socialize them. And then later, like how in the early day. can somebody go in? Like 7am. It's pretty hot. Right? Yeah. Real we started at seven and we cut, we cut walk shorter and we have, um, mm-hmm. a couple big yards that we have kitty pools set up in. Um, oh, okay. we've raised funds to mi- line misters like industrial misters. Mm-hmm. So that keeps the yards cooler and okay. taller, tolerable, you yeah. know, you do your best, but big picture, the animals are still in this confined space for like 23 hours a day. Jeez. So I think, like volunteer wise, um, we need people to process adoptions. Like if mm-hmm. you don't want to be like hands on with the animals, there's a lot of other stuff to do. Paperwork and stuff. Paper, yeah, yeah. There, there's like this whole, I mean, you saw it. There's like a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And there's a lot of logistical stuff that goes along with that. So if you are not like the biggest animal person, but you do. Maybe and you guys have millions of charts all over the place. Yeah, on like, there's a lot of. This dog's coming in yeah. and this one's next and this. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, even beyond just the charts that are on the walls, there's the back end, you know, um, data keeping systems. Mm-hmm. And and if you're in nursing school or you're interested in medical, you know, we need people to help sterilize instruments so we can do surgeries every day. Yeah. Um, there's so many. We need people to do kitchen, like our kitchen and laundry stuff. Mm-hmm. If you are bored and you have an hour in the day or half an hour in the day, if we have 300 animals in that shelter, it's 300 dishes in the morning and 300 dishes at night that obviously our staff takes care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but could we use a helping hand 100%? Yeah, most definitely. So the space right now it's it's um all restrictions are off from mm-hmm. the covid cuz you guys were closed just recently, right? We were closed for the whole year. For the whole so year. that was really interesting too is that we're very used to having the 40 people on staff are very used to the the helping hands of our volunteers. Mm-hmm. So them supporting us with the everyday staff. Yeah, yeah. And for a year plus, we closed our doors and they were locked and we couldn't have any volunteers in. And we went from really, uh, you know, then we kind of figured out, well, what volunteers are really like those essential ones that really staff can't right. tackle this, this, this many animals, this many. And it was our medical recovery volunteers who are really amazing humans who used to be mm. vet techs and nurses. And now they help animals recover from their surgeries. And um, our dog walkers really big time because we had so many animals and then mm. not a lot of animal. It kind of, it was a roller coaster. Every day is a roller coaster, yeah. right? So we ebbed and flowed with what we identified as essential. Um, but thankfully now that everything's lifted, like our masks are off, we can smile at people breathe, again. Yeah. yeah. You can breathe again. We had, I mean, <laughs> that was the other thing is we had yeah. masks on eight hours a day. And like, I feel for those healthcare workers. Yeah. Like that was really like, it made it 
you know, as much as you're making people connect with animals, you also need to connect with that person and those people walking, the few people that could walk in the door if they had an adoption appointment. Like it was hard because you want to welcome the th- them yeah. with a smile and like set that stage and you couldn't. Yeah, so. I, 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 um, I can relate to you because I work at a school mm-hmm. and kids are wearing masks. We're still wearing masks. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult when you want to like, you smile at a kid and it's like, no Blame. reaction because kids like What's this guy looking at me for you know yeah. it's like hey i'm tr- like i'm happy to see you you're finally back like you're the reason why we're here yeah it's kind of weird it's but really weird it, and that's that's human connection yeah like, that's you're smiling like you want to show someone you're happy <laughs> right. like, and I'm, i learned how to smile with my eyes now <laughs> i felt very like america's next top model tyra bank status how she's like smiles and i'm thinking oh lessons learned when i was like 12 right <laughs> so i was definitely like making the effort but yeah. even our adoption picture it was like you want to take in a, a picture of these people who are so happy they just got their animal and their face is like three quarters covered and you can't yeah. tell how happy they are so i think it's it's turned a corner and i'm, I'm happy glad, that I'm, it has i'm glad it has and i'm glad that um they have you there for as long as you're there yeah and you keep advocating for them yeah for sure um and hopefully more people come in and help us. And, and yeah, I hope I hope people get inspired by this this conversation we're yeah. having. I'm gonna try to do my best to push it out as much as I can. Um, I think well, I have three dogs, so it's like I feel for them. It's hot, and it's yeah. kind of kind of something that if you have a dog and you don't take care of them, like that's not that's not right it's not it's not great it's not ideal but mm. you know we're also here to learn right? right and if they pick up something from this or something anywhere on the internet like animal welfare has grown into this industry where you can spread good news through animals and that's helped people like um, want to adopt animals uh-huh. instead of buying them from a breeder or getting their animals fixed so yeah. they can't have puppies accidentally or kittens accidentally and um i think watching through the internet and through social media, you can kind of find your way and, and do better by your pets. Like yeah. there's, Oh, I mean, I'm not the perfect pet owner. No one's the perfect I pet owner. So, yeah. When the dogs go into the shelter and they have, and I, this is just my own personal yeah. question. They go in there and they have medical issues. Mm-hmm. What kind of um, procedures do you guys do? Every, every and all. Um, yeah. That's a big part of my job is, um, when an animal comes in and they're hurt or they got hit by a car or they just, their owner didn't have the money to fix the knee that is broken or whatever the case may be. Um, we have funds for that. We specifically fundraise for that. So, um, it's my job to kind of understand that situation and draft a story and run it by my boss and make sure that people understand that, um, life isn't ideal mm-hmm. and your money doesn't just poof go you know it goes somewhere it goes to a specific animal that Mm -hmm. you are helping and um so those stories raise raise us thousands of dollars and Mm. i don't think without social media we could do that i mean we could it would just be so much harder like snail mail yeah like stamps on letters which we still utilize um but through facebook and through instagram fundraising has just become this big picture of reaching outside of your net your immediate network like it's not just people from Palm Springs donating mm. to the Palm Springs Animal Shelter. They identify in the story that you write about that animal and the hardship that that animal's going through and the procedures we have to provide. I mean, I've watched um, our vet 
at the shelter do open heart surgery and the, on those tables that I showed you, yeah. like in the back of our shelter. Um, just digging in. Yeah. yeah I mean, crazy. it's it's pretty incredible watching what can happen in a small space mm-hmm. um, with, you know, just your two hands. Like it's literally life-saving work. And I think sometimes you lose vision on that because mm-hmm. I, like you're in it every day. Every day. But yeah. when... I talk to someone like you or, or talk to someone who's interested in becoming a donor or even a volunteer. Mm-hmm. It's re-explaining it and taking people, people on those tours. Like it's life-saving work. So, um, you know, that's, that's what you're, that's what you're giving to. So if, if you don't have the time to volunteer and you want to throw five bucks, mm-hmm. you know, $5 makes a difference. Yeah. And I think that's something that, um, Facebook has made really accessible is that people can donate $5. Like they can donate $5, they can donate $3, they can donate $1 and it's one click and it's easy. And that's kind of the good side of social media. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, um, maybe we can transition into just um, closing it out yeah. and saying that you reached out to me, used social media through uh, to, to contact me. Yeah. And I mean, here we are. And I'm very, very, very glad that you, you did reach out to me because I've um, I always wanted to do something like this, yeah. but never really had the the funds or the means to help out but with this maybe i can help you know have other people kind of get inspired by for sure it's it's there's a reach right and whether your reach is this big or this big Mm -hmm. you don't know who it's going to touch and i guess that's how i look at the post that I make yeah. is like some days I'm more motivated than others. Right. right. I'm a, I'm a normal person. You go hard yeah. There's like some animals I truly connect with mm-hmm. and I'm like, it is my sole mission in life to get this animal home. And then there's some, I don't really connect with. And I'm like, what can I say about this cat or this dog to mm-hmm. make them totally desirable to someone else who will make that connection with them. And I, I just, just want people to realize that, you know, even if you share one of our posts like once, right that little bit can touch someone that I'm not able to touch. Mm -hmm. Like it, it gets it out into a new sphere. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have time to volunteer, if you don't have the money to donate, sharing's free, right? Yeah. Artists always say that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can like my thing, you can comment on it, you can share it. And it's true. So it's very true. You know, with you saying art, um, what, what, what kind of art were you, um, fine art? Were you, um, I was like a fake artist. No, not really a fake artist, but I think I went to art management mm-hmm. because I realized I didn't know what I had to say right. as an artist. Uh-huh. I think I am an artistic person. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a voice. Well, what kind of art kind of caused oh, you? Yeah. Um, I loved ceramics. Ceramics? I like building stuff. Nice. Um, but I'm one of those people that I look at things like I'll see a pair of earrings in the store and I'm like, I can make that. Mm-hmm. Like, And then I make it and I'm like, check. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if it's like... Right. Or you're like, I know how to do that. I'm yeah. just not going to do it. I'm yeah. 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 I'm super unfocused. <laughs> I think it's nice to do things at least once mm-hmm. or try food or any kind of activity at least once. And yeah. if you like it, yeah, spend some more time into it. But yeah, I think that's a, what a, what a artist, it's kind of like a curse of an artist is that you just kind of, you get bored quick. Like you find, yes, you saw, you saw <laughs> I think I th- we think like problem we have problem solving yeah and like we solve it and we move on yeah that's it's, it. like I said yeah. it's like I don't know it's it's like I have check boxes right yeah and then I, I'm like whoop. 
I agree right, with you. On. So here's one check that you just you just failed. Oh, so. No more podcasts ever again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope, uh, hey, you should even, you know, do a little, uh, I don't know, weekly thing where you, you let people know like, hey, guys, we have 80-something cats in here. Like, yeah. come pick one up. I do a Friday shelter tour on Facebook every – I do a Facebook oh, Live real. every Friday. See, there you go. So um, – but, but this is all stuff like I haven't done before and how can, and I, I'll leave here thinking for the next week about does the shelter need a podcast and how could a, a podcast for the shelter affect it? Mm-hmm. And big picture, does that get people more into animal welfare and thinking bigger picture? And so right. I'll have 3 million more check boxes to worry about now. Thank cool. you, David. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now that um, you did that cause you reached out to yeah. me, <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much for coming in. Um, Anything else you'd want to, you know, plug in, talk about, uh, share, shout, out, shout outs to whoever you want. Yeah, find us yeah. on social media, like the pages, um, mm-hmm. Instagram's Palm Springs Animal Shelter, um, but Facebook is Friends of Palm Springs Animal Shelter. It's under our nonprofit that helps fund us. But more, more, more importantly, they can just go in. You and, can just come in. Come say hi. I yeah. I sit at a desk in the little shop. So and everybody's super find. friendly there too. Like uh, you were introducing me to a lot of your staff, and yeah. they're all walking around. It's a, it's a lot of locals. With a smile. Yeah. yeah. So come see your locals at Palm Springs Animal Shelter. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's open door policy. So mm-hmm. you don't have to come in only if you're looking to adopt. Like right. You can come in yeah. just to learn more mm-hmm. and ask questions. And you guys have a nice little uh, shop there, right? You guys can yeah. pick up. Like, grab some merch. Yeah, grab some merch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I had one more thing. What is your hours? Like, what are your hours? So we are open to the public. Um weird hours monday 11 to 5 tuesdays were closed for deep cleaning and admin stuff so we can tone down the controlled chaos a little on a tuesday um wednesday through sunday uh no sorry wednesday is 11 to 5 thursday we're open later so people that have jobs um can kind of access it nice um so that's a one to seven Mm -hmm. and then um friday saturday sunday is 11 to 5 all it's right. all on our face it's all on our facebook instagram and website <laughs> nice because they're awkward it's kind of, it's awkward to explain mm-hmm. but we try to be as accessible as possible so Sweet. yeah and hopefully in the future um you know the busier it gets the more hours we add where we really try to accommodate what we're seeing mm-hmm. so if we see that people need us to be open later we want to be able to do that of okay. course it costs more money and right. you have to evaluate all that stuff but we're just trying to work with our community and with the people that come in. And that's not necessarily always during 11 to 5. So, you know, and we're always open to feedback, too. So if you have an idea or you want to get involved with us or you want to host an event that benefits us or you you just have an idea, like shoot us an email there. All the emails are on our website. So it, it's 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 a cool place that we're at right now. I think we're, we're really evolving into something that can be just a even big if an even bigger part of the community than it already is and and provide more services and stuff like that so right on. thank yeah. you katie thank you I really appreciate your time i appreciate you and this is really <laughs> fun we're out guys bye bye